0: Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacy Gotsoulias. I'm a writer at Baseball Prospectus, and I'm the host of the Locked On Yankees podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Stace or or at the Locked On Yankees handle. And please feel free to tweet comments or questions to either account. I'd like to thank all of the returning listeners and to all of the first timers. I'm glad you're here. It's been a busy first week of the relaunched Locked On Yankees podcast, and I'm glad to have you all along for the ride. Today it's all about yesterday's 7 2 victory over Baltimore. We'll talk offense, we'll talk pitching, we'll talk predictions. But first, remember, you can get Locked On Yankees and all of the other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone by subscribing on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Podbean, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Locked On Yankees in your car by telling your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So, years ago, I wrote for a blog called It's About the Money Stupid. We were part of the ESPN Sweet Spot blog network, and I wrote a feature called About Last Night, in which I would pick a player, a play, an inning, an overall performance, anything that garnered a deeper dive than your typical game recap, and I would write about it. When I moved over to BP Bronx, which was Baseball Prospectus's local Yankee site, I brought the feature with me. I really enjoyed doing it, and I've missed it, but since BP Bronx is no longer, I decided to resurrect it into a segment for the podcast. So welcome to about last night, or in this case, about yesterday afternoon. Today's deep dive will be the whole darn game because certain websites have betrayed me today (laughs) and I can't do what I originally wanted to do. Hopefully they'll have their stuff worked out by Monday and I can do a proper segment. So let's just talk about the game in general, which I would say was pretty positive overall. The offense looked pretty good there although there were a few moments when it didn't, but more on that in a bit. The pitching looked good, and it's always fun to see home runs on opening day, and we had two of them. So the first one I actually predicted yesterday morning. On yesterday's podcast, I said that I had hoped Troy Tulowitzki would hit the first Yankees home run simply because of the feel-good story aspect of it. But after I uploaded the podcast, my computer screensaver popped up, and I have a word-of-the-day screensaver on my MacBook Air. Well, the word that popped up was adroit, which made me giggle, and I immediately tweeted the following. The word of the day on my word of the day screensaver is adroit, and that means Lou Voigt will hit the first Yankees home run of the season because John Sterling is a weirdo, and his home run call is Voit is a droid, and that's what I'm basing it on. So after Brett Gardner struck out on three pitches, Aaron Judge got the Yankees' first hit, a single which is hilarious considering I think he only hit one single throughout spring training. Giancarlo Stanton followed it up with a single of his own and put two on the bases for Voight. So Voight steps in, works the count to three, one, and then he bashes a breaking ball from Andrew Kashner, 428 feet into Monument Park to put the Yankees up three, nothing. He did his little Sammy Sosa kind of jump thing that he does and was very excited running around the bases. I thought to myself, cool, Yankees are up 3 nothing. This is exactly the kind of start you want. It's the kind of start um, that you would want for your starting pitcher. You know, giving him a 3 nothing lead in the bottom of the first will make him relax a little bit. The thing is... I forgot about my Voight tweet, which is kind of scary because I only tweeted it out three hours before the game. So when people started saying, Oh, you called it, and I said, I called what? Because in my brain, I thought of what I said about Troy Tulowitzki, completely forgetting about the Voight tweet. So someone actually sent it to me, and I realized, Wow, I completely forgot that I even said this. So I always joke about getting older, and that was a scary old person moment. So let's get back to the top of the first just because. Masahiro Tanaka looked good, got the first two batters out. Then Jonathan VR hit a single. Then Trey Mancini hit a single, but thankfully, it hit Jonathan VR, which made it the third out, because if it hadn't hit him, it would have been another single. VR probably would have made it to third because he was running, and Tanaka would have had first and third with two outs, and he wouldn't have been out of the inning, because he looked good right away, and then it kind of got a little... Iffy. So thank you to VR for being in the way of the ball. We appreciate it. In the third inning, Judge hit another single. Stanton walked, and that put another two men on base for Voigt. This time no one was out because Judge let off. And Cashner walked Voigt on four pitches, which loaded the base bases for Miguel and Duhar, who grounded into a double play, but Judge scored and made it four nothing after three. The Orioles got on the board in the fourth, and Duhar made a bad throw with two outs, which allowed Trey Mancini to advance two bases and then Rio Ru- I can't say this name Rio Ruiz singled him home, so it was four one in the fifth inning. Kashner walked Gardner, judge and Stanton, which loaded the bases for Voigt. Baltimore had seen enough. They took Kashner out, they replaced him with reliever Mike Wright, and he hit Voit. <laughs> Right in his elbow, forcing in a run. And Duhar followed with a sacrifice fly, and the Yankees led after five innings, 6 1. Now, remember to get this show every day, subscribe to Locked On Yankees on the new Himalaya podcasting app. In an ever expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Yankees. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go, when you'd stride to the plate and hit a first pitch home run every time? Well, now you can return to your glory days, increase your performance, and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Think of it as a PED that won't get you suspended. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Though I wouldn't take them on a subway because they're chewable, so they work up to twice as fast as a pill. But if you want your lady to take a long ride on the D train, Blue Chew is for you. This isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. And what's more, Blue Chew is cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Tanaka came back in the second inning and struck out the side. He finished his day with five strikeouts over five and two thirds innings. He looked good after that somewhat shaky latter part of the first inning. So he gave up six hits, two runs. One of them earned because of Miguel Andujar's error. He did not walk a batter. And at one point he retired eight in a row. So... The Yes Network has his pitch breakdown as the following. He threw 25 splitters, 23 sliders, 23 four-seamers, 9 curveballs, 2 sinkers, and 1 cut fastball. So it looked like he, uh, he settled down, although he did give up a double to his last batter on his 83rd pitch. But Boone had it in his head that he wasn't going to have Tanaka throw too many pitches anyway. And it just so happened Tanaka couldn't get the last out of the sixth inning. So Boone went to Ottavino, and Ottavino faced four batters and struck out three of them. He pitched one and one third innings. And I have to say, he threw a strike three that it moved like a wiffle ball. He pitches to where he tunnels the ball. And I'm taking this from David Cohn, who said this on the postgame. It'll be going straight until the last few feet and then suddenly move left or right. And in this case, if I'm recalling correctly, it was to a right-handed batter. No, was it a left-handed batter? I'm going to get this wrong. Either way, the ball looked like it was going and then it just went whoop to the right or to the left. Well, right if you were the batter, left if you're watching it from behind the pitcher. And, you know, I watched him a little bit in spring training. I saw footage of him when the Yankees traded for him, but holy cow, his pitches have sick movement, and I am going to enjoy watching him a lot this season. Now, Greg Bird had a bit of a troublesome day. He had three strikeouts, although the third strikeout, Fielding Culbreth did him dirty on that called strike three because that ball was not over the plate at any point, (laughs) and he called it a strike. And You know, it was his third strikeout of the game, and people started booing, and it just was, oh, I just felt so bad for him. And then he hit a garbage time home run, and I felt good for him. It's kind of funny that the two guys who hit the home runs were Voight and Bird. Isn't that always the way? So anyway, at least he got that out of the way, and it wasn't a total loss of a game for him. So every Yankee starter got on base. The only one who didn't get a hit was Brett Gardner, but he walked, so good for him. Zach Britton and Aroldis Chapman pitched the 8th and ninth, respectively. And everything went pretty well. I'd say, like I said in the beginning, it was pretty positive overall. I would say one of the most positive things was that Aaron Judge got on base four times. Two hits, two walks. Good day overall from him. Luke Voigt's batting a 1,000. That's always a fun time. And after yesterday's action the Yankees sit alone in first place atop the AL East. Every other AL East team lost yesterday. Wouldn't it be great if the Yankees went wire to wire in first place? Oh, and speaking of going wire to wire and winning, Mariano Rivera threw out the first pitch, which was a strike, of course, and he thinks it's time for championship 28. I agree, although I also think that the time for championship 28 was in 2010, but I digress. So that's it for today's episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, and every other podcasting platform available. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. One more thing. If you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your weekend. The weather in New York is going to be really nice, especially on Saturday. So if you're going to the game on Saturday, enjoy it. And I will talk to you all on Monday.